To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. Housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour. That ring on your finger? Some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say I do and ruin some guys like you know look at that dude he's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just you're ate. going to Thailand you're going to smash some dude going over there for guy time but it's not with his buddies what does it say on the bottle well if it says that on the bottle why did you put it on your head all these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin fucking really? D too much That's what we're I going sound like Bill Maher really John really? really we can't do this anymore auntie i'll see you at the bar mitzvah almost like it never existed but it fucking did so do me a favor go yourself jhairpositivesarcasm.com recorded here from the sandbox like subscribe share donate positivesarcasm.com Slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, supporting the channels in other ways. You can use the Weeble uh, affiliate link. Go to co- positivesarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. There's the affiliate link for several other apps that I personally like to use. And maybe ones that you use to like to use a little bit more. Go ahead. Get them out. Get them while you can. Um, the apps are free. So go ahead and check those out. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok until probably next week when I drop the next version of Super News, which they'll probably block. And maybe this time they'll actually all file the appeal this time and they'll actually turn it down. In which case I'll say, fuck it. It's no longer worth being on TikTok and I'll shut it down, which is probably fine for me. The less social media, the better. But in the meantime, you can find me on those three platforms, YouTube, Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm Podcast, and the uh, new and uh, growing Positive Sarcasm Reaction channel for music. Um, Got to get loose for this one. Woo. Got to shake it up. Got to crack the neck. Uh, there's a lot uh, There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I to condense it and to put it all into words, to mock it, I can't mock it like, um, I can't mock it like Tim Dillon can. I can't invite guests on like Joe Rogan can. I can't do what they do. All I can is give you, all I can do is read some of these articles, give you some tidbits of information, some knowledge that maybe will you will find useful going forward if you were to make decisions, uh, if you were looking in real estate, if you're looking to look into the stock market, if there was maybe places you wanted to live, some things that maybe you were watching on the news, but you maybe didn't quite understand, either because you uh, they didn't cover it properly or they covered it with a slant. Well, I'm here basically just to try to give you some facts of the case that I know about for whatever reason, whatever topic it happens to be, whatever I can fit in that one hour-ish time span. And then, of course, always end with some Q&A when time allows for it because apparently there's a lot of people with problems who shouldn't necessarily have them, because, but because we are in the latest first world country uh before the overall collapse of our society, there will continue to be first world problems. I'm sure Greece and and Rome had these types of problems before everybody started mixing genders. We're about there right now, so I figured, well, well you know, we should address these while we can, because I don't know how much longer these are going to be uh, our goings on. Because I think 2022 is going to be a relatively Probably the defining year of the entire world. And I think that right... Okay, right now, we've seen what the stock market can do. We've seen 
as of March of 2020, we saw what the stock market is capable of doing. We saw as of Mar uh, as far as politics go, what is what is possible when March 2020 hit and the ramifications of those decisions one year later. We are capable of seeing what people are going would be willing to do to each other, to their families, to their friends, starting March of 2020. We finally saw a society going up to the very top of the phone book and attempting to rip itself in half. We've already lost a couple cities. We've already lost a state in California. In my opinion, is no longer part of the United States. It's basically, as I continue to state, in the words of Casey Neistat, a third world shithole. Granted, most of California is basically just farmers and country bumpkins, but if you go into like places like San Francisco, places like Los Angeles, the the quote shit where you eat, well, you're the one eating. It's the homeless person five feet away from you who's filling in the rest of the sentence. It is a nightmare in these places if you haven't acted quickly. If you are not one of those people who, quote, like a running back, looks for the hole, looks for the opportunity, and takes advantage of it very, very quickly. One of the big things last year and the one of the, the big things this year was people scrambling to sell their house and find a new house. People taking advantage of refinancing their mortgages so they could lower their interest rates so that they could save some money or use it to pay off an, a, a home equity loan to pay off other debts. Basically, a, a mad scramble to do all these things. Now, a lot of people succeeded. There's a, a second wave of people who got stuck in the mud, who got left behind, who weren't able to buy new homes or capitalize on paying down certain loans and stuff like that. We still have massive college debt. We still have massive mortgage debt, people taking on new mortgages. Just remember, oh, even though the interest rates were low this year, people were still paying in some states that generally these houses would not go for more than 400 grand. They're paying five, six, $700,000. These are fresh mortgages. There is millions of fresh mortgages on the books as of this year. As of this year. Okay. Somebody's got to pay those. Somebody's got to pay those. There's got to be a bank to cover those. And there's got to be all this other technical bullshit that's got to be, that's got to make sure that all this stuff is taken care of. Don't know. You think it, it, it just, but no, no, there's got to be jobs so that those people can get paid so that they can pay those mortgages. I don't know how this is all going to work out. I really don't. This is such, this was such a fragile year in terms of people migrating or essentially fleeing like refugees from state to state. I've seen what's happening in Australia. I've seen what's happening in Italy, in the UK, in France, in Austria. I see what's happening with all the mandates. I see what's happening with people in my opinion, in my opinion, based on what I've seen, ridiculously no, frantically panicking over something that, well, I have to come to the conclusion that completely, completely blown out of proportion. Something that may have even been here prior to 2020, was already here prior to 2020, months before 2020. Obviously, there's a piece of information that I don't see that I'm not able to put my finger on because there's no evidence right now to support it. But all I can tell you is right now, here's where we are. Okay, we have medic, we have um, medications for the current uh, the current pandemic that have been brushed aside, squashed, not supported, politically outcasted. Uh, we have a global solution that's been mandated that doesn't exactly solve the problem and from what i understand behind the science has actually exacerbated the problem or mutated the problem so we have that going for us which is nice we also have the constitutional issues that we're currently dealing with with people losing their jobs or people having to keep or having to do one thing that they don't want to do in order to keep their jobs 
This is a whole shit show. It all affects the market. It all affects on people where, where they want to live, what they where they want to be, what they want to do. How how much pride do they have to swallow in order to just keep their shitty job? I've had a shitty job before. I spent 13 years in healthcare, and every single one of them was shit. Health insurance, durable medical equipment, and working for a hospital, and every one of them sucked. And every day, you swallowed your pride and walked into that office, hoping to not blow your brains out by the end of the day or in front of your coworkers. And yet, you have to do something even more just to keep that shitty job that you have panic attacks at at the end of the fucking day, that you have nervous breakdowns at at the beginning of the end of the day. And now we're coming towards the... We are now in the grips of the holiday season where... In my world, things are fine. Things are perfectly fine. I have some things that I need to focus on come spring of 2022. But as I've stated months before, I don't know what life is going to be like in 2022 because I don't know what the world is going to look like. I think everything's going to change dramatically. I think it's going to be the most pivotal year for the entire world. I see what's happening in China. I see what's happening in the Ukraine. I see what's happening in Australia. I see Orwellian. I see World War III. I see everything happening all at once. The massive calamity that is, t that is really right here possibly happening all at once. And like World War I or the Great War, you have one small thing, one little match... The Archduke of Ferdinand being assassinated that popped off the 20th, 20th century? 20th century. Sure. All it's going to take is one little thing like that. It could be one little stock market, one little stock market sell-off, one little invasion of a country. It's just going to be one moment of something happening, whether it's by society, by Asian provoca Asian provocateur, I don't know. Something's going to happen because somebody's looking to make money off of catastrophe. Somebody always is. So what are the things that we have to focus on that are going to allow us to take advantage of? Look, there are people that you either... People who choose death or choose to be rich. Obviously, we all choose to be rich. We all choose to survive this. We all choose to be like, well... I don't know what's going to happen. We can't save all the people in the Sudan. We can't do anything about the people in Australia. We, we're, I mean, what are we going to do about the people in France? What are we going to do about these people? I don't know. Why don't you focus on your own families? Why don't you focus on your own friends? Why don't you focus on yourself? We can't do anything about them. All we can, I mean, there is one thing that we can do. I mean, obviously, there is something that we can do, in my opinion. If you wanted to, as a, as a, uh, as a collective, I guess... If you didn't want to be involved with with certain countries in the EU or with Russia or with Ukraine or with or, excuse me or with yeah or with Russia or with Australia or with China, if there were, if there was things that you wanted to do, it's basically stop being purchasers of them, stop allowing them to gain momentum through capitalistic ways or through any ways. Don't support them. Don't talk to them. Don't visit them. Don't buy shit from them. Australia, Germany, Britain, Austria, China, Canada, Italy, Indonesia, France, Greece. New York City even. Hell, California. Don't go there. Don't visit there. Don't talk about there. Don't visit your relatives there. Just treat them like they don't exist. Don't go there. Is it worth it? No. I was watching a video the other day. Some guy some guy or guys got arrested because they were in a fucking cheesecake factory and they weren't, quote, immunized. And the NYPD that used to be one of the greatest police forces in the world now is nothing more than a Gestapo farm. And they would just drag these guys away. How wrong is that? And yet this is a... Can I even drive through this state now? If I had to drive to like, I don't know, Georgia or Virginia, don't I have to drive to that fucking shithole? That trash ass place? How do I get from there to there? Well, I mean, I could take a plane. That is an option. What's going to happen then? What's the air traffic control going to be like in 2022? Do I have to worry about other things when I go to get on a plane? I have to get on a plane in February. Thankfully, I'm going to freaking Florida, which will be nice. 
I hope that's still a possibility. I hope that's still a thing I get to do. I hope I'm st it's still a free country by the time that happens. I'm looking at all this. Like I said, I'm trying to decompress and, un and digest all the information that my associate producer sends me that I I'm seeing every morning and that I'm listening to. It's you have to understand my brain is processing 50,000 articles a minute and I can't really get it all out to you in a form that is human. I can't really like, okay, this is going on. 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 I can give you the, the weekly super news. I'll give that to you in just a minute. But, out of that super news, I got to pick one article. I got to pick one article. And I just don't see a scenario where 2022, I know that uh, I heard what the Fed said about slightly raising interest rates. Who gives a shit? Interest rates are still the lowest they've ever been. People are still going to buy houses. It's only going to stop housing purchases so much. But since rates are stupid, stupid low, they're gonna keep go. They're gonna keep getting purchased. Houses are gonna keep getting purchased. Okay, it's still gonna continue to happen. But do you think that on our timeline, the world is gonna go according to our timeline? No. Just because we're trying to do these things according to our timeline doesn't mean the rest of the world is gonna not not fuck itself up during the process. You think, oh, we're gonna do this and this and this infrastructure and everything's gonna be great. In the meantime. Tanks are rolling through Kiev. Australia is tearing itself apart. And the EU is freaking 1984. And people are getting arrested in New York City because they just want to eat at a cheesecake factory without getting jabbed in the arm. I'm watching the market too. And it looks pretty chaotic. It doesn't know whether to go up or go down. It's not. It isn't. This time, it's different. The market always recovers. It's always going up. It's like, okay, okay, fine. I get it. Nah, not this time. Not this time. Something's amiss. Something is missing from this powder keg. 2008 was pretty... Well, it was easily explainable. It, it was easily explainable. It was fr it very, very fraudulent mortgage, mortgage bonds combined with... Um, Subprime housing, people who aren't actually really should be able to give in the loans for these house, houses, but they were anyways. And then they started all defaulting on it. The next thing you know, an empty box of promises. A box full of empty promises and the whole market went with it. Here, seems like something else is afoot. Seems like something else is gonna is gonna kick this, this shit show off for 2022. I mean, I think personally as early as like Christmas Day, while we're decking the halls with boughs of holly, somebody's kicking the door in in some bullshit apartment in the middle of Ukraine, and it happens to be a Russian Spetsnaz soldier with an AK-47 and rows and rows of tanks behind him. And that could be the thing that sends the entire stock market into a goddamn tailspin. And as they do that, the EU, whatever they are, happens to say you can't do that and then they go and do this and then russia's like oh yeah guess what while they're doing that china's gonna go ahead and do something else which is also always incredibly stupid as china does and then japan's gonna respond to what china does and australia is gonna respond to what china does while they suppress their own people and of course taiwan's gonna do what taiwan's gonna do it's a country by the way if you've never heard of it and on top of all that on top of all that, you've still got this pandemic or this pandemic in its endemic phase, basically. I mean, I don't even know. I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no fucking clue. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't think about it. I don't think about it in the sense of, do I have it? Do I have it? What's my temperature? Am I, am I sweating? Oh, I feel nauseous. My equilibrium's off. And, oh, maybe I should think. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It doesn't phase me. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about whether or not I get it. It's like, whatever. It doesn't mean anything to me. And it never will. Talk to me when fucking Bill Gates throw, takes uh, smallpox out of that lab that he found in Philadelphia and sprinkles it all over the globe in his private jet. Talk to me then. When that happens, okay, maybe we'll have a conversation. But until then, I'm going to join my time on the nice, beautiful seacoast that I have here for the time being and then see what opportunities are available for me. I can just tell you right now, 
If any of this shit pops off, it's going to be that one little thing that sends the one thing, one thing, one thing. It's going to be a giant domino effect. And we're going to see a massive economic and social collapse. And I, tr look, this is all, a lot of it may be completely overblown. Maybe, maybe. But I can tell you it's fear that's, that it's fear that steers the masses. And where the sheep go, so does everything else. Okay? So that is a thing that's going to take place. The question is, can you profit off it? Sure. Are you going to live to tell about it? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just hoping that prices at TJ Maxx go down a little bit more and that there's more of a selection because, hell, I could use some more fresh V-neck sweaters. So I really think that eventually this will fall in my favor. I just need to, as I always state, keep my eye on the prize. But out of the articles I did pick this week, obviously I got to talk about the elephant in the room, but there's always an honorable mention from my associate producer, producer, producer of everything he talks about. And believe me, if you don't know what the hell I'm even talking about with earning any of this shit, well, you must be new here. Welcome to the goddamn club because I'm literally just spitting out Everything that you see, everything that I'm seeing is basically you consider what I'm saying just to be the front page of a news website. And there's a shit ton of stuff that you have no idea even existed. You're not sure what they're talking about. You're not sure if I'm talking about cryptocurrency or a goiter on my foot, but whatever. It's on the page and you can just continue to scroll down until you find something that fits your narrative so you can move on with your boring ass day. That's pretty much what I'm talking about. But as I stated, honorable mentions from my associate producer who basically took my phone from 100% down to fucking 10% in a matter of 20 minutes with the amount of article links that he sent me. Basically, I think by the time I'm done reading this damn thing, my phone's going to shut itself off either because it overheats or it's out of battery life. Factory workers threatened with firing if they left before tornado employees say. A new copper alloy eliminates 99.9% .9 bacterial cells in just two minutes, more than 120 times faster than a standard copper surface. Toyota owners have to pay $8 a month to keep their using their key fob to remote start. Oh my god! At 75, I still have to work. Millions of Americans can't afford to retire in the US. Apple is about to become the world's Three, first $3 trillion company. The tiny AI-powered robot has learned to explore the ocean on its own. Parasite star park so damn diagnosed with cancer california announces universal indoor mass mandate infective wednesday pfizer to acquire arena pharmaceuticals for 6.7 building arena up 80 percent u.s supreme court rejects religious challenge to new york vaccine mandate don't worry about that one it's already getting challenged anyways jeff bezos space trip admitted lifetime worth of carbon pollen pollution that's not good. St. Louis mayor signs bill to decriminalize marijuana possession and cultivation. The Dr. Oz show to end in early 2022. Afghanistan, heroin, and human trafficking are the only two sectors of the economy still thriving. USB is fined $2 billion for helping the rich French clients evade taxes. Larry Nasser, sex abuse victims reach $380 million U.S. settlement at USA Gymnastics. Chicago has authorized nearly $67 million in police conduct settlement payments so far this year. Russia says it may be forced to deploy the mid-range nuclear missiles in Europe. White House releases plan to grow U.S. EV charging network to 500,000 stations, denying affordable insulin to millions of Americans is in politics. It's sadism. First members of the military are discharged for refusing COVID vaccine. Starbucks workers at two Boston cafes fired for a union election after a win in Buffalo. Chicago expected to pay women $2.9 billion over botched police raid. Bus says Tesla will accept Dogecoin for merchandise. Wage inequality to continue. Ow, that one's bullshit. Who gives a fuck? Rumor Ubisoft has filed a trademark for new Splinter Cell game. Boy Scouts to secure $800 million from Chubb for insurance for sex abuse settlements. At least three women are going to the interviewed for the Habs open GM position. Russia has just vetoed a resolution admitting climate change is a threat to the international police. Police hold two crew over alcohol limit after Baltic Sea collision. Ethereum miners unlock 21% more hash rate on NVIDIA RTX 380 Ti. That's a graphics card for you nerds out there. That Well, they're not nerds. Philadelphia joins list of U.S. cities putting in vaccine mandates for indoor venues. Elon Musk rips the political palace again, saying government is inherently not a good steward of capital, even though his companies thrive from government subsidies. How cannabis legalized in Arizona offer a forecast for commercial real estate and other markets. OSHA is investigating Apple over its treatment of employees. Truck driver sends to 
110 years that oh, Colorado that wrecked and killed four. Over 50 million German citizens could soon trade crypto directly from the checking account. Same-sex parents and their char- pa- children must be recognized as a family across whole EU court rules. Biden pledged to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt. Here's what he's done so far. Nothing for me. That's for fucking sure. Researchers say that thousands of billions of lives have been saved in the United States by recent reductions in emissions from vehicles. U.S. will not display... Uh, blah, blah, blah. U.S. will not discipline troops over 10 civilian drone deaths in Kabul as Pentagon accused of absolving itself of accountability. U.S. urges Americans to avoid travel to Italy and Greenland over COVID-19 concerns. I hear it's nice over there in England. Pfizer confirms COVID-19 pills results potency against Omicron. Bugs across globe are evolving to eat plastic. Autopsy. Several severe brain trauma and ex-NFL player who shot six. James Cameron opens up about the long-awaited Avatar sequel. Cannabis plants that have inherent ability to absorb heavy metals from the soil. Six more women file lawsuits against Tesla alleging sexual harassment worsened by Elon Musk tweets. Japan admits overstating some government economic data for years. United Airlines plans to purchase up to 100 hydroelectric engines. Scientists to create a time machine made of human cells to reverse pancreatic cancer progression. U.S. begins selling strategic oil reserves. Oh, Jesus Christ, there's more? Pennsylvania revises Confederate markers, recast forces as enemy soldiers. Man lifts his sleeping ex-girlfriend's eyelids to unlock her phone, stealing $24,000. Xi Jinping, Winnie the Pooh, backs Vladimir Putin against U.S., NATO, and Ukraine. Wuhan lab leak, now the most likely origin of COVID. No shit. China's Sinovac vaccine, inadequate against COVID variant. French MPs arrive in Taiwan for visit amid China tensions. Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, leadership style, micromanagement that leaves underling scrabble. Anti-Chinese Communist Party advocacy unites along alliance of young, diverse people to run in 2022 Australian federal election. Microsoft warns China, Iran, North Korea, and Turkey are exploiting recently and revealed software in invulnerability. China, the death of a man bullied for being effeminate. Questions about China's historical claims on territories. UAE outwork on China facility under U.S. pressure. Putin and Xi cement partnership in face of Western pressure. White House says Biden will sign a bill to punish the People's Republic of China for Uyghur genocide. Foreign influencers used to whitewash Xi Jinping's abuses. China's winter melon soup made of a list of 35 soups from around the world. How difficult is it for Chinese America to integrate into Chinese society after living in the U.S. all their life? Borrowing mouths to speak on Xi Jinping ISPR report. Bay- uh, pandemic politics anxieties. China's social credit model part one. Attack on Taiwan would be suicidal for Beijing. Ex-Japanese Prime Minister Warren. Shimao shares plummet. Rekindles Chinese property concerns. Botch that one. Document linked Hawaii to China's surveillance program. Data viz. Which subs industries to China have you seen the most strikes? Witnesses to history. A memoir of a Jewish refugee. Jesus. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Okay, finally over. I botched a shit ton of those, but the man works hard, so kudos to him. But the article I did want to pull from the Wall Street Journal specifically, I pulled this from some of the conversations that were going on in the Reddit channels. The EU warns Russia, the EU leader, excuse me, warned Russia to stay out of the Ukraine. So this is from the Wall Street Journal, which is one of the very, very few actual newspapers that I uh, believe in. Which is not saying much, but hey, they've been accurate so far. So at this point, in case you haven't noticed, there's about 100,000, I guess, troops at the border of Ukraine. And basically, you have a few countries. You have Belarus, you have Ukraine, and you have like one other country. And these are the countries, only countries that are basically separating Eastern Europe from the rest of the first world countries in Europe. So you have all this goings on. And... The EU leaders are like, hey, 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 stay out of Ukraine. Hey, 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 Germany, what are you going to do about that steam pipe? So what's actually, let me take a quick break, and then I'm going to go ahead and get into this article. Okay, we're back. Anyways, had a turkey in the oven. Yes, I bought another turkey. I think that's like number nine of this year. Anyways, Brussels, European leaders warned Russia on Thursday that it would pay a, quote, severe cost if it carries out a fresh military intervention with Ukraine but held back for now from detailing <clears throat> the actions that it could take to deter the Kremlin. EU leaders discussed the situation on Ukraine's border on Thursday after a NATO Secretary General Stol- Jens Stoltenberg earlier urged Russia to reverse the buildup of troops, artillery, tanks, and drones close to Ukraine that undermines the security in Europe. Since Russia's annexation of Crimea in 2014, European governments have repeatedly veered between calls for stronger action against the Kremlin over Ukraine including tougher sanctions and stepped-up military support. 
and warning some of the bloc's powerhouses, including France and Germany, to keep dialogue alive and avoid steps that would escalate tensions. Economic, financial, and energy technology sanctions applied in 2014 after the annexation remained in force, remain in force, and there has been steady increase in the number of Russia people uh, and entities targeted by EU restrictions over Ukraine. However, the impact of the economic measures have faded over time, analysts say, and regular et efforts to buttress the sanctions have divided the block. Sip of water. Hmm. Stay hydrated, folks. So... This is a bad situation. In Crimea 2014, it was a small area of the Ukraine that was annexed. Of course, before that, there was the Chechen War. So there have been minor crises and wars that have really not really shaken much of the market. They haven't shaken much of people's opinion. They kind of just, oh, it's one of those things that's going on by the wayside. You know, people do that. And it's just like, you know, because you can't worry about this shit, you really can't do anything about it. And if you're a politician, you're definitely not going to do anything about it. So it's like, why even think about it? Honestly. Unless you're rescuing dogs from that area, you're not going to do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. On Wednesday, after meeting with EU leaders, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky appealed to Ru Europe to act now to persuade Russia not to unleash fresh military action. Because if Russia decided to release military action, they would sweep Ukraine. My biggest issue is, is if you're going to invade Ukraine, you have to understand, Ukraine is Chernobyl. Chernobyl is the, is the worst nuclear disaster in human history. And it's in Ukraine. Okay? And if there's any compromise of that area, because that area is still technically hot, any compromise of that area could be disastrous for the rest of Europe for, and maybe the rest of the world. All I know is it would be disastrous. And if a war broke out, plus there's other things to consider. There's also, I mean, there is even talk of um, Western Europe or Russia deploying mid-range nuclear missiles. Anytime there's talk of nuclear missiles, we've got a problem. Because if there's nuclear... If you were in that point, nuclear crisis, a nuclear crisis melts stock markets. It melts stock markets. And it brings everybody to a standstill. It stops everything in its tracks. Everything else stops in its tracks. But you have to understand... While these things are taking place, when everybody is stopped and focused on the t on what is going on overseas with this whole thing, other people are literally right behind you taking what belongs to you, taking rights, taking stock, buying up all this stuff because you're not paying attention to it. It's literally like when you're staring at, if you're staring at your backyard, somebody else is stealing shit from your front yard. That's what happens during a lot of these crises. Or crises, or crises, I don't know, hey, I don't know the plural of that, I can look it up, but I'm not gonna. This could be one of those situations, where there's blood in the streets, a lot of these people with extra income buy up everything, or buy up whatever they can. That's how this works, that's how it always works. Anyways, continuing on. What we've emphasized is that for us, it is important to have sanctions applied before the conflict would happen. Because if they are applied after the conflict would happen, this would basically make them meaningless. True. In a statement Thursday, the leader stressed the urgent need for Russia to de-escalate de tensions caused by the military buildup along the border with Ukraine and aggressive rhetoric. Any further military aggression against Ukraine will have massive consequences and severe costs in response, including restrictive measures coordinated with partners. That just sounds like political talk. According to the two officials briefed on the discussion uh, among the possible measures under consideration would be cutting Russia off from the swift global financing network, blacklisting private Russian banks, and a ban on some technology exports. Okay, so that's all around-the-world shit. First of all, Russia in general is very is actually rich in a lot of resources. Remember, they are a huge, huge country, and there is a lot of stuff there. So but the question is, is there a way for us to actually hurt their wallet? And I'm not exactly sure how that works. I'm not exactly sure if we can make that work. But here's one of the things that we have pressured them on the past. Several Eastern European leaders also pressed Germany's new chancellor, Olaf Scholz, who I don't think is going to be of any value going down the road, to prevent the launch of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which bypasses Ukraine. The pipeline hasn't received regulatory approval to start sending Russian gas to Germany. Mr. Scholz has made no comment, made no commitment, according to the people briefed in the discussion. Until now, major European countries 
have set limits on the measures that would take over the conflict. Germany and other many other countries in Europe have opposed sending weapons to Ukraine. Governments since Russia uh, seized Crimea and launched a covert military invasion of eastern Ukraine that caused around 14,000 deaths. So, all this going on right now. This is, ha- look, this is happening right now. While you're out shopping for Christmas je- Christmas gifts and trying to figure out all the all the bullshit that's going on, this is happening right now. It's happening right now. And the minute that pipeline goes online, they can move in. They can go right in. They don't care. War is never convenient. And a country like Russia does not give a shit. They don't care. They're just they're they're cold. They're they're just cold. It's in their personalities. They're cold. So if they're going to do war, they're going to do it on their own terms. That's it. They're not and they're and once they go, they're not going to listen to anybody. Hell, we don't listen to anybody. So what the hell do you expect? But I can tell you this right now, this one has the potential. It does. It may just be one of those things where they just roll right in, Ukraine just gives up. I don't know. It's possible. If that's the case, maybe nothing happens with the market. Everybody keeps on rolling. But I could tell you this much. It's worth paying attention to and watching how things over on your end take place. I can tell you right now, I don't I don't see a lot of good things happening in 2022. There is a shit ton of news. There is a shit ton of stuff being discussed. And a lot of people that are very much divided over simple, stupid things. Quite frankly, I am in a position where I'm perfectly okay with being a bumpkin, a country-type bumpkin, for the rest of my life. I don't want to be a silly city dweller uh, anymore. I don't. I, I, I understand how to do that beat, but I don't want it. I don't want it. And quite frankly, a lot of people, from the way people have responded uh, real estate-wise this year, a lot of them don't want it. I don't. They don't. I see a lot of people just saying, What's to do? And people are going to talk shit until it happens to them. Bad things happening to them. So, I mean, the people that are still in California, it's either because they choose to be there, they have a ton of money, or they can't leave. So, they're going to have their little Libby paradise, and that's fine. But do me a favor. Don't be making... My my biggest issue with all this, this whole world right now, is that everybody is expecting this big group to make decisions. Everybody is worried about a big group of people that have nothing to do with them making decisions regarding them. I never liked that. Never a big fan of that. I understand that health and wellness is one of the biggest problems in this country. I understand that the way people waste money day in and day out is another problem in this country. I understand we have so many problems with this country. I understand so many ways to fix it. But I don't think we're going to fix it. And I think that everything that's going on in the world and the amount of fear that's coming from all these different angles, whether it is the Russia-Ukraine possible war, whether it is the next wave of COVID, whether it is the China issue, the China conflict, whatever that is, I mean, the Uyghur Muslim thing, we're not going to do anything about that. We're not going to. We haven't. We've, we've, we're not arresting anybody. We're not going in there and rescuing them. No. We just keep fucking clicking buy on Amazon and hoping that it's like, oh, yeah, those Uyghur Muslims. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. I need more shit. Buy me more shit, and I want it here tomorrow. In the meantime, there's tornadoes tearing through half the fucking United States, and while zippity doodah Bezos is up in, up in Earth's atmosphere, one of his buildings is getting torn to shreds by an EF3. So, I'm not going to blame rich people for doing rich people's shit. I totally get it. If I was a rich person, I'd do rich people's shit. I sometimes act like a rich person. I drive through rich neighborhoods. I sometimes buy shit that looks kind of rich. And I have kind of a rich soul, I guess I would say. But for the most part, believe me, I do think about where I go and what I do and how I buy things. But... I'm really focused on what's going to take place with this social dynamic that's taking place in the United States right now with diametrically opposed people. I'm very focused on this Russia-Ukraine situation, which could pop off and be a 
complete disaster that levels all type of financial stability. You have to understand if I'll break it to you in a, in a financial sense like this. If Russia invades Ukraine and the European and global markets get spooked, that trickles in to a 401k. What's in a 401k? ETFs. ETFs are made up of companies from all of the United States, all over the world. Any of those companies, any of those groups of companies can affect retirement funds. It can affect global markets. And when some, 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 a lot of the times, some markets, some can drag all and some can drag all down. And a crisis like this makes people want to reserve their cash. It makes them want to not be uh, more pioneerish with exploring new territories of the market. They'll get more hawkish. They'll tend to pull back. They'll not want to purchase as much. This is something that can happen. And in a case like where there's an actual full-out war between two big countries, Ukraine is a big country and Russia is a huge country. If that is a full-out war, we haven't seen a full-out war in a long time. There was the war in Afghanistan, but we got used to that. We got numb to that. There was the war in Iraq. That was basically the last one. That was 2001. 2001 and then 2002 happened. So basically, 2001, Twin Towers, and then 2002, we went into Afghanistan, and we said, fuck it, let's just do a two-for-one special. And we went after Iraq. And that was that. We finished that up in the early 2000s. But before that, when was the last time we had like a huge war? A huge one. We had the Gulf War. You know, we had some conflicts. But the mo I mean, something that could bring the global economy to its knees, its buckling, quivering knees, is the idea of China versus Taiwan and Russia via Ukraine in the same time frame enough to break to break this momentum that we have seen for quite some time. I'm not worried about uh, uh, rates going up. That's good for certain parts of the economy. It is. It really is. It balances things out. I'm not concerned about that in any way, shape, or form. There are other concerns I have. Like when... Russia is done mowing down the Ukraine. What are they going to take over next? Because you understand, once one obstacle's out of the way, it's like just like when Hitler invaded the Czech Republic. He didn't stop in the Czech Republic. He went to freaking Poland. And the, Brit the Brits told him, don't do that. Well, what did he do? He said, all right, I won't do it. And he did it anyways. And he's like, all right, well, since we're at war, I guess I'll take over France and the rest of the country and the rest of the entire continent. And then he broke off all negotiations. He broke off his friendship with Stalin. He'd be like, oh, yeah, Stalin. Yeah. Kiss. Go kick rocks. And then went after him. This whole thing is a wrecking. I mean, could it be unifying? Sure. Maybe. Or not. Because the news cycle now is completely different. It's completely different now. The news cycle moves so fast. Now, that's another scary thing. The news cycle moves so fast. Decision-making moves even faster. So how many more decisions are going to be made because the news cycle is moving so much quicker? What's that one rash decision that's going to send us into a tailspin? I don't trust it. 2022, I don't trust. 2021 was a defining year for me. 2021 was a victory lap for me. 2022 is, okay, I got the crown. How am I going to keep it? Because... At this point, what's our infrastructure? How do we look as a nation? How do we look as people? Are we going to be able to survive any bullshit that comes our ways? We have a bad snowstorm in Texas. Half the power grid goes down there. Okay? We have a power grid, most of it on the eastern seaboard. couple properly placed nukes, and we're in Shitsville. And nothing is worse. Nothing tears societies apart. Nothing tears a society apart like the moment the lights go out. If you've ever, I would strongly urge some of you to go ahead and maybe check out some stuff about the New York blackouts of the 70s and watch what some of those um, uh, uh, neighborhoods did the moment the lights went out and the sun went down and the crazy shit that went on. Because it wasn't all fun and games and kids playing near fire hydrants. Shit got burned to the ground. Neighborhoods got burned to a crisp. So these are things like 
look, at the end of the day, your main focus is like, okay, what do I do to take care of the people I care about and how to, on it, uh, and, and to, let me finish, and, and take care of myself. I need to put myself in a position where I come out of this stronger, smarter, and more well-rounded. But how do I do that in the meantime? What do I need to survive and thrive through this crisis that's about to take place? Well, you need some loose cash. You need a place to call home. And you need stuff at the ready to bug out of that home at a moment's notice. You need a place to go. You need to have those plans because that's what life is right now is basically a bug out bag waiting to be zipped up. That's what life is right now. At a moment's notice, the drop of a hat, you gotta be like, all right, this is what I need, fuck everything else, and we out. So what do you need? You obviously need communication. You need a way to communicate with the people that you care about or that you need or that you have that or have value in your life. That's number one. How are you gonna get a hold of them? You need some type of Wi-Fi information or some type of uh, computer-to-computer setup where you can talk to them. You need cell phone coverage. Obviously, cell phones. If the tower, if the if the 4G dies and the towers, that whole infrastructure goes down, you're gonna need another way to communicate. You're gonna need some type of two-way radio communication setup. Now, those things after, especially during September 11th, that was the most important thing was two-way radio communication. There's an infrastructure for that, but you can also purchase those things online. I highly recommend that two-way radio communication is one thing. Second is loose cash, okay? Another thing for actual actual cash is some type of jewelry. You also need time. You need to understand time frames. You need to have good watches. You need to understand how the world is moving around you in times of crisis. You need to understand, okay, how am I gonna get to point A to point B from for um, in the time needed? And how do I know what time that is? You also need to have a bug out bag. You also need to be have a crisis bag that is filled with the essentials depending upon where you are and where you plan on going so that you are at least in some way, shape, or form comfortable and mobile. Loose cash is going to help too if you have it. I don't know how much. It basically depends on what you have available to you. Now, also in this situation, you're also going to need money invested in the market because if everything goes to shit, there is an easy way for you to if we come out of the ashes, make make a lot of money. There's a way for you to make money going into the shit show, and there's a way for you to make money coming out of the shit show. That's very simple. I learned that very easily during the shutdown. Very, during the shutdown, I went, oh, 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 and oh. Yup, I see how this works. Okay, so on top of that, what is, a one, what is something else that you're gonna need? You're gonna need personal protection. You're gonna need some type of you're gonna need some type of uh, 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 of knife. You're gonna need some type of blunt instrument. You're gonna definitely need a gun. I strongly recommend you go on like lockedandloaded.com or depending upon what state you live in. If you live in like New York, you're basically screwed. Or it, lockedandloaded.com, Palmetto State Armory, uh, you know, um, dirt cheap. I think it's called. But whatever, just go and look something up. Go to your local store, find something that. Is comfortable for you. Get plenty of ammo. Now, yeah, I'm telling you to stock up. I'm telling you not to blow all your cash, though. Do not blow all your cash on weapons. Do not hoard weapons. Do not go full doomsday. Because in my opinion, if this all goes to shit, there's going to be plenty of weapons laying around. Okay? That is one thing to consider. But in the meantime, have something that can get you from point A to point B, and nobody thinks to maybe approach you. They'll think twice about approaching you if you are indeed armed, and you look like you know how to handle yourself. Those are things to consider, okay? Also, reliable transportation is also going to be key because most most likely, unless the U.S. or the, the, the country that you live in has actual air support that's able to come in and f get you guys out of that shithole that you're in, um, well, which is probably not going to happen, you're going to need some type of good transportation, Okay? Because chances are that grid's going to go down. Gas prices are, or gas availability is going to be another issue. So you're just going to need enough to get you to a place where you can settle in. Where you can settle in and start a nice little fire and cook some chicken or some turkey or 
or, uh, you know, maybe your neighbor over a hot grill. You know, something that just can get you through those those few months of, of uncertainty. I'd say a couple months because after that, things are going to be a pretty much a shit show anyways. Also, I highly recommend if we do go to some type of crisis or shortage, instead of just going out there and hoarding toilet paper, a bidet is always a smart approach. A non-powered one because if the power goes out, it's easy to put water in the toilet top. Okay? And a bidet is an excellent way to, well, let's face it. If you run out of toilet paper, you're screwed. You run out of if you don't run out of bidet, and they're only twenty bucks. So, that being said, I figured I'd just throw that in there. So, obviously, having the right amount of cash, having the right supplies with you, having a decent firearm and personal protection in general, and having good transportation. Now, I mean, obviously, if you just want to go full psychopath, I mean, you can always. There's some crazy. There's some crazy shit out there. I mean, if you really want personal protection. I, I did find, this is fucking hilarious, by the way. This is a Exothermic Technologies Pulse Fire LRT Flamethrower. And they got an amazing, actually, let me go ahead and pause on that real quick. Um, they have an amazing YouTube uh, commercial. So, I mean, I love, this is, obviously, Elon Musk didn't know what he was fucking with uh, when he built his flamethrower, because this thing is impressive. Look at this. Obviously, I mean, if you need personal protection, forget a 9mm, you need a goddamn flamethrower that shoots 25 feet. Look at that. Look at that hot chick with the fake tits. There you go. And obviously, they're trying to make it utilitarian. 25 plus foot frames. Look at that. Oh, we're just going to clean. We're going to do the garden. We're going to take care of those pesky bugs and those, and those hornet's nests. There we go. Look at that. Look at that thing. Cables. 25 seconds of fire. There you go. That'll keep the bugs away. Oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Well, I don't know what he's flaming out. He's literally starting a forest fire in his backyard here. Oh, it's for forestry work. Bonfires, snow and ice. So you can literally out your driveway during a snowstorm with this flamethrower. And it's got a freaking lifetime warranty. You can get one of these things for $599. Uh, through Palmetto State Armory. I don't know if, if it's cheaper somewhere else, but let's see. I love the comment on this. It's a blast. Just when you thought you had everything, along came this. Along came this. Best results when the tank is fully full, filled per manual. When it runs low, you have to tip, tip down the front a little bit slightly to keep the fire rolling. I have several tanks of fuel, though, and all I can say is it's a blast. Uh... Fully handheld sends a blast of fire 25 feet away with a press of a button. Fill it like any other outdoor tool with the system shut up. Unscrew the cap, pour in the gasoline or diesel mixture. When the battery gets low, take it out, charge it, swap it, spare, and keep bringing the heat. The safest and most effective way to apply fire at front of distance. Everything you need to get up and running besides fuel. Well, there you go. So if you really need to throw this in the back of your car as you're uh, fleeing um, San Diego or, or Tulsa, Oklahoma or, or, you know, Brooklyn. Well, what better, uh, protection than just throw the flamethrower in the back of your car and, uh, get out of those heavily ingested areas, heavily congested areas. I can tell you right now, I mean, there's a reason, you know, real estate prices have gone up around me, uh, because everybody's moving here. Everybody just wants to be left alone. And so far, everybody's putting up with the with the, with the snow and the cold weather, we actually, 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 we haven't had really any snow uh, down here in the seacoast area. It's actually still nice and kind of green for the most part. We haven't had any of that. I am waiting for the frost of January and early February, though. That's when people are going to be like, should we really keep living here or should we consider moving down to South Carolina? That's... That's the kicker. So we'll see what happens then. Me, I'm okay with it. Um... Because I have two cars, so I'm totally okay with it. But I'm just saying, if the shit hits the fan and uh, Russia, Ukraine turns into a giant, ends up becoming a giant World War III, an exothermic technologies pulse fire LRT flamethrower in OD green for $599 with free shipping and a lifetime warranty might be the way to go to round out that bug out bag and um, protect yourself from those, you know, pesky red donners. So we are at 51 minutes of rambling let's go ahead and finish up with some q a and then we'll get out of here for this week 
Um, I'll probably do one more uh, episode before calling it a year. And then we'll come back in January to get back after it. Because uh, during the end of the year, things get a little chaotic and I'm doing a lot of traveling. And uh, I want to make sure I make time for those that I, I care about. And um, not stretching the quality of what I'm putting out there in order to just throw something out there. In the meantime, let's close up shop properly with a little bit of Q&A. How can I convince my husband to stop asking me for Christmas presents that cost $3,000 each? My husband and I are both high-earning six-figure careers. He still is, however, making makes a significant amount more than I do. Each year, each Christmas, he goes very lavish with gifts for me, and he always expects similar price gifts in return, and I do not have the capacity to keep up with him, nor the desire because I'd rather save the money or use it for ex experiences versus things. For example, he spent over 20 grand in gifts on me, just for me. Things like diamond bracelet, high-end purse, shoes, coats, etc. While all these things I like, I did not ask for them. In return, he asked for things costing around $3,000 a piece, musical equipment for his hobbies. I told him in no uncertain terms that I can't keep up with the spending or love for his lavish Christmases that have actually made a holiday I once loved unenjoyable. Because I have to take a hard hit to my savings in order to keep up with his wish list. Not to mention he still expects me to purchase gifts for his family. Parents, siblings, nieces, nephews. While my family just does a secret Santa so he has to buy for one or two people on my side. It's ridiculous. I'm not sure what to do anymore. I've stopped asking for Chris anything on Christmas, which doesn't help. I've told him to set realistic budgets, but at the end of the day, he ends up ignoring that anyway. It's clear that his love language is giving and receiving gifts which is incidentally also one of mine, but not to this extent. And I also don't want him to feel slighted on Christmas morning. I've even tried buying multiple lesser price items in hopes that the quantity of gifts outweigh the quantity. Oh, I've spent. It's to the point where I wish we would just skip Christmas, he said no to this, or that he should just spend the money buying himself the things he wants. He also said no to this. I'm all out of ideas, and I don't want to continue dealing with the dreaded holiday. Well, um... This is what happens when a relationship is based on money. It seems like that. And it seems like you guys are just all for the almighty. Listen, you both make six figures. Okay. You both make six figures. So obviously you work hard jobs or you work jobs that are soul crushing. So obviously material items are those things that at least one of you requires to be happy. That's not healthy though. That's not healthy at all. It's not something I would even support, really. Um, so, I mean, you're going to have to... If you don't want to do it, then just don't do it. And then let the relationship pieces fall where they may. Because if you are not, if you don't want to do it and you're not going to do it, then obviously there's going to be a giant argument. It seems like there's already one coming if there hasn't already been one. So you're just going to have to bring it up and be like, listen, this isn't happening anymore. It's just not happening anymore. I can't do it. I want to do other things with this money. You figure it out from there or buy your own shit because if he can afford to do it, then he should. But if he says no, it's like, all right, well, you ain't fucking getting it. And if this is, but like I said, when I answer these questions, I'm only answering it to the best of my knowledge of what is presented to me, what is presented to me. And from what I see, if there's a different angle or there's, or I see something that maybe is uh, the, the writer is omitting something, I'll address it. Continuing on. Am I a jerk for confronting my downstairs neighbor because she works from home? My husband and I live in an upstairs three-bedroom flat, and the flat below us is the same layout. The house has been, on for, has been for sale for a while, and recently a woman bought it. Turns out she doesn't have any children. So when I found it strange that she bought a three-bedroom house, but I soon found out it turns out she, it's because she runs a craft business from home and needs two bedrooms to run it. And the problem is, unfortunately, she just decided to use the main bedroom, which is below us for her main craft room. At first, it was fine. She hadn't really moved in, but now it's driving me crazy. She's in the room almost all day, and I can hear her walking about and the faint noise of machines. I don't spend long in my bedroom during the day, but when I do go in, it just annoys me because she's there constantly. Like, why can't she just have picked smaller bedrooms since she knows the kids are at school all day? She always stops using her embroidery and sewing machines at 7, but she told me she can sit up until 10 p.m. some nights, finishing off orders, which plays on my mind. I can go to bed at 9 p.m. Well, it seems like she's definitely an entrepreneur. 
I go to bed at 9 p.m. and can't sleep for hours as I lie there listening for her every move. Just knowing she's awake and walking about drives me crazy as I find it so selfish, but someone would buy a flat and work from home. My husband says he can barely hear a thing during the day and I need to calm down. He also doesn't see the big deal about her using her house as she pleases. True. Yesterday, I finally had enough and went to her door. I told her how I was feeling about everything and how I can hear the faint noise of her machines. She apologized and invited me everything, invited me inside to show me her setup. All her machines are some sort of anti-vibration padding to stop as much noise as possible. So she claims the noise should be minimal and that it needs to expect some noise from neighbors. I told her I don't make any noise and that's when I took a turn and she could hear my kids running around and jumping off furniture all evening, but she would never dream of complaining about it. Oh, one of those things when you share a building with other people. I left before I said anything else. I regretted it and I thought at the end of the, thought that was the end of the day. My husband came home from working overnight and asked if I had said anything to the woman downstairs. She was very cold and blunt with him when he said hello. I told him what happened and she, he said, I'm a massive asshole. I've spoken to a couple of friends who think I handled this completely wrong and I'm a bit of an asshole. We don't see it could have done. Um, you over. You so overstepped. When you live in a shared building, you have to understand that people are doing whatever they can, for the most part, to just stay in their own element. But depending upon the state or the city or the ordinance, people are going to make noise and these buildings sometimes aren't noise proof. And yeah, you've got kids and if they're running and jumping all over the place and they're below you, yeah, that's actually way more annoying than machines running. And you're just a massive douche. And then you went down there and your husband called you a massive asshole. That's aggressive, but it's on point. And you need to absorb that and you need to fully apologize because you've soured the relationship of people confided in the same building. It's bad. It's really bad. And this woman is doing is working her ass off so that she doesn't have to go into some bullshit office all day that she can actually support herself with the things that she's doing. Kudos to her for doing it. And she's tried her best to make it seem as quiet as possible. And there are, and quite frankly, you could move out. I know, I know that's one. Oh, I'm not going to, why would I move out? Why don't they move out? I, I get it. The fact is, is you did overstep because you basically were, didn't realize that the minute you walked out that door to complain about her noise, you didn't realize how much noise you were making and how much noise your kids were making. So you effed up on that one. You definitely effed up on that one. Uh, okay. Here's the last one that we're doing. Can I ask my coworker if I can hang out with her celebrity friends? I am 22 and I started, started my first job in the entertainment history industry. I love my work and I'm especially happy to be working with my co-assistant who call, who I call Tess. She's funny and smart and been really helpful as getting trained on our shared duties. I know through social media that Tess is an extremely sociable person with connections to the couple of actresses and writers that I follow and would love to work with someday. I often see her in photos of celebrity Instagrams every once in a while. A celebrity will appear on hers. I'm wondering if there's a particular etiquette around asking to hang out outside of work with the purpose of piggybacking on some of those connections. I'm very envious of her famous friends and for a couple of specific people she hangs out with. I really believe I have a lot of common with these people and could be a valued member of her, their writing staff. Is there a good way to ask her this or is it appropriate? It's really not. It's really not. And if you haven't shown, and if Tess doesn't see the value in you hanging out with them or anything like that, then she's not going to do it. You know, even if they weren't celebrities, you want to hang out with their friends. It's like, all right, that's even a stretch too. And believe me, if they're celebrities, what makes you think you have so much in common with celebrities? A lot of celebrities don't even have any souls. So why would you make? Why would you think that they even be a good idea? Well, obviously you think it's a good idea. I can tell you right now, it's it's not the best idea. It's probably not a good way to bring it up. And obviously you're not her because she's doing very well with them. And it's you're not. I get you're trying to make connections, but it doesn't necessarily work like that. At least not from my angle. You just have to be like you know. I'm sure you have to understand. You're asking this. I'm sure tons of other people are asking her the same exact thing. And you need to be the one to not do it and just be like, you do you. And Hey, they look like cool people. I'm super glad you hang out. You have fun with them. And you know, that's, that's cool. And you just leave it alone. And then that's the only way you would act. She would actually consider having you hang out with them. But 
to ask her, be like, hey, can I hang out with your cool friends? You never, have you even offered to hang out with her? That's the thing. Have you even offered to hang out with her? So who cares about her friends? Offer to hang out with her. Be like, what do you want to do? You want to go grab some lunch later? Or you want to go do this? It's like, forget about her friends. Hang out with her. That's the step. That's how you do it. You hang out with them. Don't ask about your friends. If she wants to talk about it, she will. But if she doesn't, she won't. Just be a friend to her. That's probably the biggest celebrity you can hang out with. Anyways, we're over an hour. It's been a crazy week of news. I'm still trying to digest it all. I'm going to probably do one more video next week, more uh, podcast next week early. And then we're going to go ahead and close up shop, I think, for the remainder of the year. And then we'll be back uh, immediately in January, normal schedule. Because it's been a long ass year. I'm sure you, some of you have followed along the way and know a little bit about what it took to get to this point. But in the meantime, you can find me on the social medias. You can hit me up through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Any questions, concerns, comments, posing, music, movie reviews, uh, inquiries, client work, video work, weddings. Just go ahead and email me directly if you want, positivesarcasm at outlook.com, or you can contact me directly through my website. So in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week before we close up shop for 2022. And hopefully we'll still be there by then. Thank you very much. Recorded here from the Sandbox. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. <laughs>